Hi everyone and welcome to Take 10 for Torah number 853. I hope you all are well. Any questions, comments, suggestions, recommendations, or sponsorships, please email me at Rabbi Ismach at Take10FortTorah.org. Today's 10 is sponsored by the Lewis family, Le'ilei Nishmas, Fred Lewis, Fabel Yitzchak, Ben Aftali, Dovid Zachon, Le'rochem, the Torah we learn, be an Eli for his Neshama. So as we approach the beginning of Adar, we remember Mashmian al Hashkalam. Parsha Shkalam is the parsha where we discuss the donations that were given to the Mishnah originally and then followed throughout history through the Beis HaMikdash, the new money, the new tax collection for the Beis HaMikdash would be spent on the new year in Chodesh Nisan, and so all of the new karbonos would be from the new money, and actually in sequence, the, the first would be given towards the first, and so the earlier you gave, the better you were. So, the Yerushalmi tells us a few very interesting halachos about these shkalim, because there was a concern when you're dealing with shkalim that maybe, maybe, there would be somebody who would be a little bit dishonest with the shkalim. And so the Yerushalmi tells us that the person would go into the chamber where all of the shkalim were stored would be restricted. They wouldn't be able to wear clothing with pockets or with cuffs in any place that they could put shkalim, so nobody uh, would think that they were taking any shkalim, taking any of the coins. Not only, obviously, were they not allowed to take the coins, but they couldn't even wear things that might have people think that they might take the coins. As the Yerushalmi says there, Sha'adam tzarech latzeis yidei habrios k'derech shehu tzarech latzeis yidei hamakam. Because a person has to be above board, and a person has to be so transparent, not only with God, where you know, God knows what I did and what I didn't do, but he has to be the same way even in his dealings with people, so that people not think that he doesn't, he's doing something wrong. And so it gives a few more examples. It says that they would talk to him the whole time. They wanted to make sure he wouldn't put anything in his mouth. And you'd be able to tell from the fact that he was talking and how he was talking, whether or not he would store something in his mouth. And the Gemara over there goes on to say that we have this principle in a few different times, in Torah, in Nevi'im, and Ksuvim. The idea, and as the Torah itself puts it, when it talks about the two tribes which were going to stay on the Transjordan, the eastern side of the Jordan River, and so they were told, you're going to do your obligation and fight alongside the Jewish people, and you're going to accomplish two things. Not only that God will be satisfied with your devotion to the effort of conquering Eretz Yisrael, but also that you are going to be so that your obligation to the Jewish people is taken care of. So we have many laws that relate to a Gabbai Tzedakah, a person who is managing communal funds, that they have to be above the regular level of accounting and the regular level of uh, what may be considered honesty and fiduciary duty. Uh, as the Gemara in Psachim says, Gabbai Tzedakah, Shein Lehemaniyam Lechalik, a Gabbai Tzedakah, a person who's in charge of the communal fund that does not have any poor people to distribute to. Right? What an amazing thing. But let's say he runs out of poor people to distribute to. Let's say he has to make change. So he can't make change himself. He has to make change for somebody else because when somebody sees him dealing with the money in that way, they're going to, going to think he's taking something. Gabay Tamcha is the same thing. A person who has a soup kitchen can't take the extra food for themselves, even if they obviously paid for it. They have to do it in a way where they are absolutely innocent of all suspicion. Not only innocent of wrongdoing, but even innocent of suspicion. The Gemara Yuma tells the very well-known story of a couple of families who remembered forever, forever, 
Their legacy is a legacy of criticism. The Mishnah says, Ve'elu l'ganai, shal beis garmu, lo lulmod al masay lechem apanam. There was a family called the beis garmu. They did not want to teach anybody how to do the showbread. Very complicated, the recipe and the, the forming of these breads. And they, they wouldn't teach anybody. Shal beis avtinas, lo lulamid al They did not want to teach anybody about the k'toras. So the... Gemara continues. Why didn't they want to teach? So we know we have a tradition that this base of English will one day be destroyed, and we do not want these skills, these skills that are devoted to the holy things, the bread, the ketores, the the incense of the base of English. We don't want that falling into other hands, other cultures, other religions. We want it for ours, and therefore we don't trust anybody else. Okay, so we don't trust anybody else to make sure that it will stay only with us. Now, ironically, the Gemara continues and says, They were also, for a different element of their behavior, remembered uh, for the good, not criticized, but remembered as being very positive. What was that? The family that was involved in the baking of the bread, they never had fine flour amongst their children, meaning they never had like cookies or whatever it was made out of fine flour. As well, the family involved in the katharis and the incense, their kalos, their brides, never left their homes with the sweet-smelling perfumes that others might, because people would think in both of those cases that the way the fine flour was derived, or the way the incense was derived, was from the temple funds. And they did it, and they took, and they skimmed off of the top. So it's very ironic that these people are mentioned for the good, they're remembered for the good, because their ability to be trusted, at the same time, they are remembered for the bad, for their inability to trust others. And so this idea of being clean and transparent, we see again and again. There's another example in the Shulchan Aruch. The Shulchan Aruch talks about a person who um, is going to be the Gamay Tzedakah. So the tour first gets, says, Gamay Tzedakah, a kosher Gabay Tzedakah, a person who's in charge that people trust. You do not have the obligation to check after them. So that they can be fulfilling this concept of dealing with tzedakah and communal funds, so they should give out a cheshman of where the money went and exactly what uh, what they did with the funds and to be transparent entirely. The Beis Yosef says, how do we know? How do you know? So the Beis Yosef just says, it's obvious. It's just incredibly obvious. The Mishnah, the Mishnah Meseches Yoma tells the well-known story about the Kohanim who would uh, the elders of the Kohanim, who would tell the Kohen Gadol for Yom Kippur, they would get him into a room, and they would intimidate him, and they would say, you have to make an oath that you are on our team, you can't be of the Sadducees, and you're going to, that you would somehow do something to the Avodah of Yom Kippur, and, and, and alter it in some way against our agenda, and they would make him swear. And then there's this beautiful line at the end, where it says, and they would each leave crying because the rabbis said it's terrible that we accused or at least implied that this person could be such a person who would alter the Avodah. At the same time, why would the Kohen Gadol cry? Because he was accused and he wasn't clear enough in his behavior that he wasn't that guy. And so he wasn't the Yisendikim. Perhaps he wasn't perfectly transparent about his qualities and his good Deeds. The Gemara Brachos talks about the story of Chana. Now, Chana was accused of being drunk by Eli in the Mishkan, very well known story. And so the Gemara there says 
that Mikamlan Nechshar Bedavar Shein Bo Shatzarach Lahodio. Because of the fact that Viyayin Vishaychar Losha Sisi, she turns back to him and she says, No, I was not drunk. You know, it's very easy to say, You could think what you want. You could think about me, whatever you want to think about me. No, but the fact that she felt the need to justify herself and to clarify for the record that she was not drunk. We learn from there the importance of this vihiyis and the kiyam being absolutely transparent and letting people know who you really, really are. There's a very interesting Rambam. The Rambam says in Mamre Kiddush Hashem, She yishtadel ha'odam me'atzmo shlo yitakin pu'ulosov ha'gashmios ad she yigla etzal ha'amon mimenu sipurim maguna ma'od. A person should not do business in a way where people are telling bad stories about that person, even if the person didn't do anything wrong. And that's his chiddush, right? That's the novelty over here. You could be the best person in the world, but you develop a reputation, maybe you like the reputation, because it makes you sound a little bit more cutthroat, or a little bit more intimidating, and no one's going to mess with you. Even if none of it's true, says the Ramam, we're not even supposed to have that reputation. That reputation is all tied up with this Pasuk of Yisem Nikim, how we give the Shkalem, and how we behave in our dealings with others. There's a beautiful comment made by Moshe Feinstein. He talks about why it is that the menorah has to have Shemen Zayas Zach Kasis Lama'ar, the perfectly pure oil, the oil just out of the first drop of the olive with no sediment and no impurities. He says that the oil in the menorah is a metaphor for teachers of Torah, people who are in positions where they could be modeling not just their educational ability, but of course their behavior as well. What they do has to be, at first glance, good and appropriate to all of those who might see it. Not after you explain yourself. Whereas a person may have thought that they did something wrong, and now you have to go and explain why it is you did what you did. The same way there's no sediment in the oil, so too the very first moment, the very first second that I see the person behaving, I have to be sure as to who and what they are. That's the Mitzvah and the key, and that's what we think about when we collect the Shkalem, and I hope that affects our behavior as well. Have a great day.